welcome to this EBN podcast. I'm Dr. Alison Shorten. I'm an associate editor with EBN and today I will be exploring a recent commentary in EBN with the commentary author Dr. Deborah Capaldi. Firstly, can I ask you to introduce yourself and tell us about your current position? My name's Deborah Capaldi and I'm a senior scientist at Oregon Social Learning Center in Eugene in the US. And I have been working for quite a long time on a longitudinal study of psychopathology and family risk for psychopathology and intergenerational transmission um, using a prospective study as they have done in this study that we're talking about today, which was one of the very interesting things about it because it's very hard to do that kind of work. It takes such a long time uh, to collect the data. Yes, I can imagine it's incredibly difficult to follow up offspring like that where you have um, mothers that are having children and then you're you're following up their health consequences um, later into their lives as well. Um, Let's firstly focus on the mothers featured in this study. Um, what types of maltreatment had these mothers actually experienced themselves as they were growing up? Uh, a variety, including it could have been physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional neglect or physical neglect. But to be considered maltreated, they had to have experienced two or more of these kinds of abuses. So, for example, physical abuse and emotional neglect. So, um, in that sense, it was a fairly uh, severe kind of definition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, would you be able to describe for our listeners the the type of depression that women um, experienced in this study? How did they actually measure that? Well, they used a clinical diagnostic interview um, and they actually used diagnoses of depression, of antenatal depression, in a close to the last month of pregnancy, which is quite a stringent definition again because it wasn't simply elevated symptoms, it was actually diagnosed depression, so multiple symptoms of depression. And... The particularly interesting um, aspect of this study was the combined effect. So why do you think it was the combined effect of maltreatment and depression that led to the maltreatment of the future offspring? A lot of children, you know, have a variety of experiences. And fortunately for the human race, um, many children can experience negative things in childhood and still grow up well-adjusted and not have too many problems or be resilient to those experiences. And in this case, though, so some people can experience maltreatment and not go on to have problems with psychopathology, such as depression, Uh, but other people have longer-term problems for a variety of reasons. They're more vulnerable for some reason to the experiences. And so these women who were depressed when they were pregnant clearly were having more problems from those childhood experiences. So this particular study took place in the UK. Is this situation likely to be similar in the United States, do you think? 
I don't think it's specific to the United Kingdom. I think this is found quite widely. I mean, many findings regarding the development of psychopathology, including depressive symptoms and associations of maltreatment and poor parenting with outcomes in children, tend to apply across countries, uh, especially developed countries where most of the studies have been conducted. This particular research project was really challenging. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your thoughts on the strengths and weaknesses of the specific methods they used? Yes, there were a lot of strong points about this study, uh, including obviously as we've discussed the long-term nature of it and the fact that it actually started in pregnancy. So it wasn't using retrospective reports of depression in pregnancy. Uh, they actually assessed it at the same point in pregnancy for all the women, 36 months. And then being able to follow up uh, the children until 16 years of age uh, was a very strong feature. And they were also able to control from a number of alternative explanations, such as whether the mother was depressed while she was raising the child, or whether it, there was an effect from the depression during pregnancy. Um, and they did find that effect from the depression during pregnancy. I'm sure, it was a very difficult study uh, to conduct, uh, but it was quite a strong study. It was a rather small study, though, 125 mothers, and so it would be good for, the, for this to be tested in another sample and see if the findings replicate. Right. So if, if they were to extend on this particular study, you would suggest that it would be repeated in another setting, do you think? Do you think it should be internationally investigated? What are some of the thoughts that you had about that? Well, to, for robust findings, the more um, kinds of tests in different populations you can have, the better. Um, that's, that's the ideal. It's not always easy to do. Finances uh, dictate that, for one thing. But this was a, a working class group of women, and we certainly would expect this to apply to middle class, but it would be good to test in different classes. Um, and in different countries. So then you would know if this is a very, very widespread and generalizable finding. And also I think following the children up till they are older, uh, because an interesting thing was that the, the effect was found to antisocial behavior in the offspring, but not to depression. Uh, but it is quite possible that when these children are older, you would see that link to depressive symptoms in the children. Yes, that would be an interesting um, aspect to follow up in a longer term period. But uh, as you say, it's it's a um, resource intensive sort of research, isn't it? It is very expensive and 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 time consuming. Actually, one advantage of this study was that they, at least they were starting with all of the generation of the same age. Uh, since they started with 36 months, in our study, we started with um, boys who were aged 9 to 10, and we followed them up, and then we're following their children. So the children are just born over a 20, 
you know, 25-year period, which makes it very difficult. So what do you think are the main implications for clinical practice here? Well, I think that, um, as I said in the commentary, these are very difficult problems that tend to go together, um, the different aspects of psychopathology, antisocial behavior and depressive symptoms, along with family factors like maltreatment. So intervention really should take place at a number of, of different occasions. And this could save an enormous amount of money if we could focus more on prevention because uh, the cost of things like foster care for children, crime, you know, substance use, lost, you know, depression people really can function very poorly when they have problems with depression. And so certainly the main implication from this one, uh, this study was to intervene during pregnancy with the women to try and treat their depression and then extend that to factors like trying to help them be help them with their parenting skills, help them raise the child so that they can deal with um, their their own irritability or problems without taking that out on the child but can still manage to function well as a parent. Uh, these are difficult but really important things to address. Yes, I particularly liked your, your suggestion on those um, examples of uh, parenting support. I think there are many examples of clinical projects and, and research where that's been quite effective. Some of that work on the nurse practitioner, the home visits early on, you know, to help with parenting have had very positive results, both on the women's behavior and for the children. Intervening at various stages, I think, is helpful, both with, with, the, with the parents and with the children for some support. For example, support when the children are starting school. Again, this is quite difficult to do, but it's it's very important and would pay a lot of dividends. And in fact, there's quite a lot of evidence that mother's parenting and affects the parenting of the father as well. And although it's ideal to include the fathers in prevention, um, even if you can't do that, the changes in the mother's behavior can affect the father. I think that's a really important point you're making. So what final message can our listeners take from this research? Well, one important thing is that we really must understand that child maltreatment is something that needs to be addressed and we should deal with it as effectively and as strongly as we can. Physical Aggression to children, neglect is just not okay. Um, it used to be considered that physical aggression was just, and, and physical discipline was just a part of parenting. And we've changed our attitudes to that very dramatically, but there's still a lot of uh, physical punishment going on. And if we just keep working at changing to where people realize that that is absolutely not okay, um, that would be an enormous help. And then also to be very supportive of family members or 
pregnant family, pregnant women, to be very supportive of them during the pregnancy and during the early years with the child and to try and help them um, and have them seek help if they seem to be struggling with depression. It seems that family networks are extremely important in many aspects of um, health for pregnancy and for early childhood and that the long-term benefits are quite clear for many generations to come and that you were saying that um, it's not just about maltreatment or about depression, that there are so many aspects of life within the community that can be impacted. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Capaldi. We really appreciate your time and um, really enjoyed your discussion. Thank you very much.